Voice of Fintech. Welcome to Voice of Fintech, a podcast mapping out the Swiss and global fintech scene, connecting fintech enthusiasts with startups, incubators, accelerators, business angels and VCs, and incumbents interested in partnerships. Voice of Fintech will help you navigate the fintech ecosystem. Here you can listen to the startup founder stories, what investors and incumbents are looking for when dealing with startups, and find out more about resources provided by incubators and accelerators. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'll be hosting this podcast. Welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we're going to talk about the buzzword of the year, the NFTs or non-fungible tokens, and of course, how they relate to my favorite sport, tennis, frankly. So I'm very curious and excited to talk to Wojtek, who is a serial entrepreneur from Poland who just started his new venture, Superbit, and he signed up some amazing tennis stars and celebrities to uh, help them to engage with their fans better through use of NFTs. So we're going to use this as an example to explain how this works and uh, what can be done with this and what are the prospects. First of all, welcome Wojtek. How are you today? Hi, hi Rudy. Thank you for inviting me. Hi everyone. I'm doing very good. Thanks. All right, cool. So first I'd like to know how did you get to do what you do, right? It's not like you could have a master in blockchain or NFT or something like this. How did you get to to do this? I, I started in technology 25 years ago, believe it or not. And it was basically all driven by Pat from day, day one. Uh, when I was growing up, I knew I wanted to work in tech and I did tons and tons of things. Uh, I launched uh, the first social network in Poland in 2004 with over 2 million uh, users. Then I built uh, another startup, then I built a software house uh, and now moved exclusively to blockchain just because I believe in the space. I'm a huge fan of, of those uh, solutions. So I decided I just want to work exclusively on blockchain related startups. All right. Specifically also looking for inspiration uh, for people to start their new ventures. So by now you're a serial entrepreneur, you recently started Superbid. So what drove you to start and run your own business rather than being an employee? Not that there is anything wrong with that. Uh, Yeah, I I think it was always something that drove me to be able to freely build things that I came up and And that's the main reason. It was always about building, about creating new things, uh, seeing users uh, sign up and user products. So it was that passion that drove me pretty much. All right, so let's get to it. So what does Superbit do? So Superbit is a social auctions platform. The idea is for people to be able to quickly auction off items, experiences or NFTs. And the goal is for this experience to be different from existing auction apps uh, such as eBay. So the idea is for people to communicate during the auction, both among each other and also with the person auctioning things off, which in many cases can be some kind of a celebrity or influencer or streamer. And the goal is to allow people to interact together to like post some kind of emojis, comments and so on. 
uh, because we don't want this to be like a boring eBay type auction where you just post something uh, for sale and eventually it sells, right? There is no interaction. And we have a big focus on NFTs uh, just because uh, we love the space, we believe in it and we want to expand uh, in the NFT space, but we'll also be doing a lot in regular non-NFT auctions. I see. So let's rewind a bit and, and explain it for people who just heard it in passing and they haven't invested in it or haven't uh, looked into NFTs uh, closely. So what are the NFTs or non-fungible tokens? How would you define them or explain them briefly? So NFTs are basically unique items, just like you have the Mona Lisa painting, which there is one of uh, that's actually unique, right? And there are probably hundreds of thousands or millions of copies in, on different mediums. So the benefit of NFTs is that once you own a specific unique token, you can be 100% sure that it's the only one just because the blockchain guarantees it and there is no room for uh, mistakes here. Uh, so unlike real-life uh, collectibles on the blockchain, you can be totally sure that you are the owner of a specific collectible. So the, from the technical perspective, it's pretty simple. It's just a unique one-off. But in reality, it gives you this guarantee of uh, uniqueness, which is difficult to achieve in the real world. Because as we know, paintings get uh, copied and counterfeited. Uh, money gets copied and counter counterfeited. And with NFTs, it's impossible. Once, once you know that this is like the one verified NFT, there is no way to copy it to make a fake one that you can be 100% sure that is the real one. And the other benefit of NFTs, which is becoming very popular nowadays, is the fact that it's uh, digital and you can attach some media to it, like a photo. And in many cases, people use NFTs as profile pictures, for example. And this way they can show off to the world that they are the owner of this specific nft and it has this profile picture which they are using so unlike the mona lisa which you cannot really show off to people unless they visit your house where you store it with nfts you you can publish you can publicly show off your collection very easily so that's another cool thing compared to real life collectibles that's interesting. I had a look at your website and when you're auctioning experiences or the NFTs, um, memories, etc., digital memories, you're auctioning off, let's say, 10 of them. So if I were to buy it, how do I know that there will be only 10 of them? Because, our, of course, NFTs exploded this year and uh, people say there are a couple of reasons for it. In developed markets, there's pent-up demand, people couldn't go out. So they probably have more money than, than they otherwise would have, or also the Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies went up, so people have crypto to pay for it. And then the other thing is the scarcity, right? So it is unique and it's scarce. So therefore, that's quite a key question for me. So you say you're auctioning 10 NFTs. How do I know that they, you won't release another 100 after that? Yeah, so that's pretty much uh, a matter of both the person issuing the nft and the blockchain guarantees of scarcity so on one hand you can have somebody issuing 100 nfts every day and then you don't really know if they're gonna release another 
100 tomorrow. They can dilute uh, their brand uh, however much they like and, and you don't really know if it's going to happen or not. So it's important to buy NFTs from reputable sources where you know that the source is verified, that they're careful about their brand, that they don't want to mint uh, 100 NFTs per day. So that's one thing. And the other thing is the Ethereum blockchain or, or other blockchains. I think most of NFTs right now, most of the popular or established ones are on Ethereum, despite the high fees there. So the blockchain itself guarantees NFT scarcity because you can create NFT collections. And when you release such a collection, you can limit the size of it. And then you know that in this collection, there are only, let's say, 50 NFTs and no more can be created in this collection. So this doesn't stop the issuer from creating another collection tomorrow. But if it's a reputable source and you know that they're careful about their brand, you can expect that they will not be creating 100 per day, but some number per year, right? And this way you're holding a valuable uh, asset that's not going to dilute in value with time. Okay, but you can set it so that uh, you have a limited collection, just like with uh, cryptocurrencies, there is a limited money supply in a way, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, understood. And uh, coming back to the point you mentioned that you will be auctioning off also other items, not just NFTs. But when I look at the NFTs first, I saw that you are auctioning off the online sports memorabilia or memories, really, but also offline experiences. So how does that work? Is the offline experience something that you can buy as an NFT as well, or I'm, I'm getting confused here? Yeah, so I, I, the idea was that in every auction, you always get an NFT, and then that NFT can have an item or experience connected to it. So whoever buys it first is going to be able to get the item and uh, participate in the given experience. And then if they want to, they can resell the NFT, of course, without anything attached to it, or maybe with that item still attached to it if they decide. So the NFT is basically just, uh, in the case of items and experiences, it's like a digital certificate that you participated in the given thing or you own the given item. Oh, I see. I see. All right. So that's cool. Now... Maybe let me dig into one more potential pain point here, right? Because you said once it's on the blockchain, then that's safe. Yes, but of course, the last few years, we also had issues with exchanges, interfaces, etc. So how are these memories, for example, stored, if you can say that, so they don't get hacked? Uh, you might have a celebrity or a public person that has a video, needs to get that video to you, you put it on blockchain. What if that I don't know if they send it to you by email. If somebody hacks the email, you have 10 NFTs on the blockchain, but that same video can appear in the leak somewhere. How do you prevent that from happening? So actually, we the way we solved this is we create the NFTs the moment somebody withdraws them from the system. So throughout the whole auction, there is uh, it's, it all happens within our system. And the moment somebody wins and they want to withdraw the, an NFT to their wallet, that's when we create it and send it to their wallet. And this way, it's impossible to steal before somebody decides to withdraw it. And then the whole uh, security aspect is moved to the given user because it depends on how safe their wallet is. 
which at this point I would like to recommend everybody hardware wallets because without that, anytime your computer is hacked, uh, they, somebody can easily steal or your NFTs or your cryptocurrency. So it's very important to use uh, hardware wallets such as Ledger or, or Trezor. But on our system, uh, the NFTs are created the moment you want to withdraw them. So there is no ability for anybody to steal them. But the celebrities, they upload your their video or the pictures straight to your system or, or how does that work? Yeah, yeah. But with NFTs, the content itself is not so important. The important part is the actual nfts created on the blog because for content you know i can go to any uh, nft platform like OpenSea and look at all the uh, artwork being sold there and i can take a screenshot of any type of content connected to an nft i, I don't become an owner this way i have a copy so it's like having a poster of mona lisa at home you don't actually yeah. own the the actual artwork uh you can still display it on your wall, but then if somebody checks, it's it's not your, you don't own the original. So it's the same thing with NFTs. Anybody can make a copy, but you can, the good part about NFTs is that you can always verify that somebody owns the, the specific original and it's not any. Or it's like a fake uh, Louis Vuitton bag, whereas you have the original, you have the certificate and it passes on from one person to another and you can show the chain. And then the good part about NFTs is, like I said, you can actually verify if this is uh, a genuine item. And with a fake Louis Vuitton bag it, or a fake watch, it could be a lot more uh, difficult if it's a very close. So... You mentioned Ethereum. Which blockchain protocols do you use in the background or are you blockchain protocol agnostic? How does that work? So we're going to start with Ethereum and then we'll be adding, first of all, uh, layer two Ethereum solutions such as Polygon or Arbitrum because those are still secured by the Ethereum blockchain. Uh, only they have lower fees. And then we probably will be adding uh, blockchains such as Solana and uh, Harmony to the mix later. So the user will be able to decide where they want their NFT to reside. I see. Now, another question that people have when they look at the NFTs, it's sometimes very easy to buy them, but then how do you sell them? Is there a secondary market for it that is easy easy to execute on or, or not yet? We're still in a nascent category so you do it privately the way you want yeah so that's the, the beauty of nfts is that once you own an nft you can sell it on any platform that supports nfts so first of all you'll be able to resell your nft on superbid second of all you can withdraw it and, and sell it on OpenSea or rarible or any other platform out there so it's a lot easier to transact with NFTs than real life items and artwork because you can post it online on any platform with a price and, and if there is interest, you'll probably find uh, a buyer. You don't have to send them anything physical, right? Like with regular items. So it's a lot more convenient and a lot. it's a lot more liquid market. It's still 
very early, still in the, the beginnings, because as far as I know, there are around uh, 300,000 uh, accounts on OpenSea, the biggest NFT market. So there is a lot of uh, more room for growth and for uh, liquidity, but it's already quite easy to post your item for sale. And if there is interest on the market from people, then you'll probably be able to sell it. All right. So you can do it on Superbit, but also on OpenSea or other platforms. Uh, great. Now, a lot of the NF NFTs started with uh, soccer or football, etc. So why do you focus on tennis? So tennis is uh, the number three sport when it comes to popularity worldwide. Together with my co-founder, Patrick, we're, we're huge fans uh, of tennis. And we see a great opportunity here because it's, it's an amazing sport with a lot of people interested in it. We saw the success of NBA Top Shots, which is a platform for the NBA, which was launched quite recently, I think less than a year ago, and is already very popular. And uh, we're aiming to replicate their success in NBA with our approach to tennis. All right. Well, sounds exciting. So I noticed that you signed a deal with your latest ambassador, Leila Fernandez, who is a U.S. Open finalist uh, this year. Of course, the U.S. Open was quite exciting on the women's and men's side. On the women's side, you had the first teenage final since 1999, right? When Serena Williams defeated Martina Hingis. And Novak Djokovic fell short of the Grand Slam quest, but uh, people were very excited about uh, the tennis final on the women's side and Emma Raducani from Britain won. So you launched a campaign with Leila. It's going on these days. There are two, auction, uh, two auctions planned with her. How did you come up with an idea and how did you make that happen? So we, when we decided to start moving into tennis, we started looking at interesting players. And Leila was, you know, somebody very, with a very positive image, very quickly moving up, very successful. And, and she was, she is great to, to work with. So it was like an obvious choice to pick her to join our efforts. And we really, you know, liked the fact of, creating an auction around around her efforts in in US Open and and since we're targeting tennis to a big extent we already have a number of uh, players and uh, a bunch more coming up uh, so we hope to really expand in the All right of course I've seen also the experience or the NFT with Brian Brothers right the legendary number ones in doubles for a long time so curious to see who else you you have planned can you uh, give us a glimpse of what are you preparing to auction off on a platform in next couple of months I don't want to reveal any from yeah. any names from tennis uh, but we actually have a big uh, plan around the gaming world so quite a different area, but we've always been interesting in gaming. And I think even the idea of Superbit came when it came up uh, to, to build it, we thought about getting into gaming to a big extent. So we want to apply auctions to, to gaming in some capacity. We already have a number of plans around that. So that's going to be an interesting thing we plan to start getting into soon. 
All right, exciting. My next question is just to uh, wrap it up is what's the best way to reach out, find out more about Superbid, whether that's to partner with you or to look at your auctions, etc. If you're interested in, in working with us in some capacity, then please reach out uh, to me on LinkedIn or you can email us at uh, contact at superbid.io. All right. Wonderful, Wojtek. So all the best and uh, good luck to Superbit. And uh, hopefully the, the tennis will climb up in the popularity rankings around the world. <laughs> yep, we'll, we'll be doing our best. Uh, thank you a lot uh, for the invitation. It was a pleasure. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you for listening to Voice of Fintech podcast. If you haven't already, check out also voiceoffintech.com where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast. You can also subscribe to Voice of Fintech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast app that you like. If you have any suggestions on the topics or guests, or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at Happy to hear from you. Thank you.